This episode of Intentional Talk with Lisa Kay and Taylor is sponsored by Superior Abstract and Title in Plano, Texas. At Superior Abstract and Title, they don't claim to know more about deadlines than anyone else. What they do claim is the ability to provide you with the tools and services to meet them without the headache, stress, and hassle that often accompanies them. Shop Superior Abstract and Title. Hello, I'm Lisa Kay. And I'm Taylor. And this is Intentional Intentional Talk. This is a show that cares and brings positives to the air with live, engaging conversations. Well, if you have been following us live, you know we just concluded our phenomenal (laughs) annual Veterans Appreciation event. It was the brainchild of Lisa Kay three years ago, and we had another successful event. Congratulations, Lisa Kay. (laughs) No, congratulations to all of us that were involved with us. Phenomenal team that made it happen, and the veterans who were able to be blessed Mm -hmm. through the event. Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) Well, today we have an honorable veteran with us. And she is a new friend that we've made. We're so blessed to know her. Mm-hmm. Althea Williams is the founder and CEO of She Vets It. She has a phenomenal story to tell, and we are excited to talk with you. Welcome, mm-hmm. Althea. Thank you so much for Welcome. having me. Yes. So thrilled to have you here. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Yes. Now, Lisa Gay, how did you first meet Althea? Althea and I met. Was it a leadership meeting? It was at the Fellowship Power Lunch. That's oh, right. It was a God everything. thing. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Okay, okay. She was not. She was not supposed to be there. <laughs> and a girlfriend texted you or something and said you need to get here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she was a little late, but she came. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say that I wasn't supposed. I didn't think I was supposed to be there, but God knew I was supposed to be yeah. there. Yeah. So it was yeah. a divine thing. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, Althea, you're a veteran. Will you mm-hmm. tell us a bit about your military service? Because you have a unique situation, and it's not like most who enlist in our armed mm-hmm. services. Yes. Um, well, I'm a retired Army veteran. I served in Afghanistan. And oh wow, I was an aviation operations specialist. I um, pretty much for those that don't know, that is kind of similar to air traffic control, but we were assist air traffic control. So if air traffic control is not there, we will actually talk to the pilots, um, you know, while they're in the, um, the air, airspace, and also the pilots, my job was to actually take flight plans and make sure they're approved to be up in the air. So if they're anywhere, if they're going crossing borders and things like that, we get approval before they can um, uh, go up. So that's pretty much what was my, my job. Wow. Well, so your entry into the service though and ladies don't like to tell their age but (laughs) nonetheless this is what most interesting to me was what age were you when you made the choice or when god spoke to you and told you to join our military well he put it in my heart like after high school and so i always wanted to join matter of fact i went ahead and went to college and i was gonna leave college and get my you know i got my ba and so what happened was i started following a shadowing rltc program 
But I had to take another statistic class, which meant that I couldn't go do the OCS. So I went ahead and waited and then jumped out, jumped, went ahead and graduated because my friend said, no, you got to graduate. Don't join the military without graduating. So I said, okay. So then I jumped out and then, look, I'm, I'm taking a long route to my age. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to double if you don't want to. You, you don't know, have to. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to get there. So I end up, um, end up getting asked to run a chamber of commerce. So then I, so in between that time, college, and then running a chamber of commerce and, and things like that, um, it led me here to Dallas. And so from there, I was turning 39. I was about to turn 39. The recession happened. And I ran into someone that said, hey, Althea, have you, do you know, and I, I was sharing, like, I always wanted to join the military. And we were just talking. And they were like, have you thought about join the military they're taking people up to 42 and I was like what it's not too late I I'm doing it this time I'm doing it this time so I prayed about it and I went to church and the pastor Navy SEAL chaplain was there uh the, the tele, the, everything on the stage was military theme, and the teleprompter was the was army that a coming in. Sign, and I was like, "Okay, I think oh I received word. your sign, yes. God. Okay, I'm signing on Monday." So yes. I went ahead and signed on Monday, and I was turning 39. Wow! How did your husband react to that, and your children? Um, I, I mean, I think they were fun because I'm like. Sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm just a, a, a go-getter, so they know. Like, I'm just, <laughs> oh, here we go again. She's doing something. But <laughs> so, how many children yes. did you have? I had five. Five at the time that you chose to enlist? Yes, yes. And your husband had to take care of the children while you were away, correct? Yes, yes. Well, thank him, too, for the service. <laughs> yes, yes. But what happened when you when you entered the service? Didn't you have, like, oh, my gosh, what did I do moments? Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> so I knew that God gave me a confirmation to join, right? Yeah. But then when I got to boot camp, I was seeing young girls. They were 18, breaking their hips. I'm like, oh, Lord, I'm turning 39. <laughs> She's 18. She, she done messed up her hip. I'm a goner. It's just a mess. <laughs> Matter of time, and I was just thinking, Lord, what did I get myself in? Why did I talk myself into it? No one could talk me out of it. Like, like it didn't matter who told me you shouldn't do it. I was like, Nope, this is what I'm doing. And I got, and then God gave me a confirmation. I was doing it, and then I got in. And I was like, Are you sure you told me to do this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this don't seem like something you would tell me to do. <laughs> wow, isn't it funny how He assigns things that we don't think we're capable of handling or that we don't have the talents to handle but he works it through you and then at the end you're like wow I did do that yes yes so I and you did do that yes yes I always say that is one of thing one of my biggest accomplishments outside of being a mom <laughs> yeah and uh, mm -hmm. it was joining the military mm. how long you did know, you serve I served almost eight uh, a week or two short of eight years wow yes yeah well your husband mm -hmm. we had a chance to meet him Sweetheart. and just as you were telling your story at another event mm -hmm. he was tearing up because he's mm -hmm. so proud of you. Mm -hmm. Tell us a bit about your relationship with him because he seems as though he has just walked alongside this with you and um, has been supportive of you along the way. Yes, well, it's 
He's been very supportive. I would say when I first joined, um, I was supposed to be there for only, well, basic, between basic and AIT training. I want to say eight weeks. It 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 wasn't supposed to be a year. So he technically ended up um, caring for the kids without me for over a year. And so with that, it did come with some challenges because that wasn't something he, you know, had envisioned. So we... I, and through my experiences, I you know had some experience losing soldiers, a, a soldier, during training, and I actually had to um, help with um, getting his uniform for his uh, his uh, final call uh, funeral, and so that was before I even got to my duty station, before I even got back to my family, so. I experienced some things from there, so it caused a little rift in our, you know, our our relationship. And then once I got home, uh, once I got home and to my duty, new duty station, and my family came, uh, I was like maybe six months in. I was um, heading to Afghanistan. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now you've wow. experienced some post-traumatic stress, I understand, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. are you comfortable talking about that at all? Uh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us a little bit about what that has been like for you? And I, I have a veteran in my family, and my mm-hmm. uncles are veterans, so I can certainly relate from that standpoint, but not personally. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, after coming, you know, the loss in AIT and my first final call funeral, I uh, had to... Uh, do CQ is kind of like staff duty or someone who works the desk for 24 hours um, at the morgue for that uh, particular veteran. That was before I even went to war. At the morgue? Yes. Yeah, so, oh, my gosh. Um, so then after that, I went to Afghanistan, and my grandfather had passed, like, two weeks into Afghanistan, couldn't go home. Then, you know, we had a couple of aircrafts that went down. And because I worked in um, he- in headquarters, I did a lot of the paperwork and had the opportunity to meet a lot of the individuals that came through our brigade. And so then my, my daughter ended up losing a friend and I wasn't there. So, you know, I wasn't there with my, my daughter's uh, kindergarten or my daughter's graduation. Mm-hmm. And so then coming home, another aircraft of some our replacement went down that I had an opportunity to meet individuals. So oh by the time I gosh. got by the time I got home, I just really I had a list before I went to Afghanistan, like I'm going here, here, here. And so when I got back from Afghanistan, I said I'm going um, when I got home, I ended up um, not doing any of those things. Um, they gave us a month to do, you know, hey, you have a month leave, and I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I started disconnecting from my family because um, being close to them, I felt like, um, ooh, being close to them, I felt like that it would, um, that I would lose them. Mm-hmm. So if I disconnect for them and not be close, then um, I protect myself. Mm-hmm. But then I discovered this year that wasn't true because someone that I disconnected myself from passed away, mm-hmm. and it was really hard for me this year. And what I found out is that disconnecting does not necessarily um, 
does not necessarily bring um, protect you. No, it doesn't lessen yeah. the pain necessarily. Yes. So, um, so those are things that I deal with. So now, um, you know, I have my counselor. I, vis- you know, make sure I visit my counselor. And what she vets it, I, what she vets it, has been one of those places where I don't isolate. Yeah. And so I, it holds me accountable to be okay to be there for other women. And so I always say. Um, being having she vets at a, a, a organization of women from all vet, from all backgrounds, um, all branches of the military, we come together to have each other six because women veterans are the uh, fastest segment of the homeless population. Mm-hmm. So I figure with that, I knew that with me being strong, being a you know God fearing, I knew that I needed to bring bridge the gap between us and come together so we don't isolate and so we, it's kind of saving each other yeah <laughs> well also the PTS is higher in women veterans isn't that correct um, I, I guess it would probably be safe to say if you know if the suicide rate is is it's the fast we're probably the fastest segment for that and then also for homelessness. For homelessness. Yes, and a lot of that too could be, you know, mental health. It's all tied up into that. Mm-hmm. What did you find, Althea, when it came to support for female veterans? Did you see that there was parity for support, whether it was from the Veterans Administration or for military services? Did you see there was parity for support for female veterans as there is for men? Mm-hmm. Um, I do know with maternal care for women veterans, it's there is some disparity between the the care you know if you have um, a child um, you know being the VA I think there's certain things they cover and certain things they don't care but men for the most part get complete care Mm -hmm. so there are some some disparity in that Um, I what I've learned along the journey is being a being my best cheerleader and my best advocate so when I need something, I need to speak up. I need to, hey, if something's not feeling right and they say, oh, it's okay, well, you're fine. No, this is, it, yeah, I was here last week and it wasn't, it's it's still not fine. So I've learned along the way because when I had the traumatic, I ended up getting a traumatic brain injury in an accident, um, my doctor was like, oh, it's just PTSD or it's just mental health and he just kind of brushed it off. And then months later, I, um, my husband was taking me to, to work because I totaled my car, and he was taking me to work, and I blacked out. I was seeing, uh, I was seeing double, and and I blacked out and ended up in a German hospital for a week. So, mm. so the thing is, I didn't advocate for myself. Mm. And I just took his word, his word. Mm-hmm. although I was still having symptoms and things going on, and only to find out a year later, oh, she does have a traumatic brain injury. But they couldn't tell because I had braces at the time. Mm-hmm. So I had to get them removed. And so I would say, you know, be a, be an advocate for yourself, even if the services are not there, seek private care because you can, um, they can refer you out to a private doctor. And I seem, it seems to, I seem to get better results with a private doctor. 
Wow. So your benefits will allow for a private private doctor? Um, I, depending on how far you are, if you want, you know, so you, you could kind of see. But and I would say, it. I, how can I say? I would say there's. I've had some really good experiences with the VA. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had some good experiences, but I, but I've also heard of stories mm-hmm. that people didn't have good experiences. But I would say the biggest thing is being an advocate, a good advocate, um, and finding out, talking and connecting with people. And there's a lot of programs out there, disabled American veterans programs, mm-hmm. that if even if you're not covered, um, they will actually um, connect you um, with resources for mental health and things like that. There's a lot of different programs there, and that's where I try to bridge the gap with other organizations that I know that can support um, veterans. And is that part of the mission, Althea, for SheVetsa? Is that what you intend to do is bridge the gap and serve as a community for female veterans? Yes. So, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I started off just posting re- retreats and mental health information and hear things that help was helpful for veterans and so then now on you know with clubhouse and instagram i bring in guest speakers from different organizations that help veterans so as you said is to bridge gaps between the um, veteran programs and resources out there those that are advocates for us and so that they know they're not by themselves they know that there are organizations and people that care and sometimes we put a lot on the va for things that we, they never said they were going to do. They there are certain areas that they cover and certain areas they don't. So there's other organizations out there that can actually that fills in the gaps for the areas that the VA can't take care of. Oh, that's good. Wow. How can the audience find She Vets It? Okay. Well, they can find She Vets It on www.shevetsit.com and on Instagram at she vets and there's underscores in there aren't there yes with instagram is she underscore vets underscore it and then we're also on facebook as well oh good Mm -hmm. how many women-owned businesses are under the organization are part of she vets it oh wow you have quite a bit and aren't you international as well as national yes well the reach because of clubhouse thanks Mm -hmm. there's an app called clubhouse and so this year because of the pandemic somehow god just kind of pushed me in the deep and i just been in clubhouse and started these different rooms so i have a room called um boots to boots to business where we bring in guest speakers that talk about um everything business you know Mm -hmm. um marketing branding for those veterans that want to be entrepreneurs and then on uh wednesday we have mental health uh it's it's wellness wednesday and so everything mental health related uh yesterday we have we usually on uh, also on wednesday is relationships so we have guests that talk about uh, marriage thriving marriages in the military and then we did uh yesterday was single on purpose so because a lot of times women veterans are mostly especially those that are homeless are single parents Mm -hmm. and so um, my guest yesterday was talking about how to wait on God when you're waiting for your spouse oh wonderful well speaking of which and I don't ever want to close without talking a bit about faith and it's been throughout your story which we Mm -hmm. love but tell us about the role that faith has played in your life Althea wow um it's actually been a, a, a big, you know, just from 
having faith to move from California to Dallas, losing the job, you know, you know, due to the uh, recession and then having faith to like, okay, God, is this what you want? Joining the military, then getting injured mm-hmm. and finding myself in a hard, a, a, a dark place because I'm like, well, God, you told me this and this and this, and now I have a traumatic brain injury you know, this is happening. And, and so I kind of lost faith for a minute. And I was I was upset, upset with God. And then I saw the movie The Shack. Mm-hmm. And then it was a father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the father was, a, you know, he was like confused of what was going on in his life because I want to tell the story. You got to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. And read the book. It's a great <laughs> and read the book. So then that kind of broke up something with me. And it kind of helped me when God took him to the water to replay the incident and that's what it's like with PTSD is um, you you know to recover you kind of have to revisit those things Mm -hmm. but coming back is that faith God in that he allowed me to do she vets it and so once I kind of got my act together (laughs) and and refocused put my energy back in God okay God I know you meant this for my good And so how do you want to use me? Yeah, I love that. Mm -mm -mm. Yes, I ask that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) What's such a pleasure having you here. Thank you. You were a guest of ours for the first time at Fellowship Power Lunch, Veterans Appreciation. Would you like to share a couple of takeaways from the event? Oh, yes. It always, you know, actually, I've been there several times. Just always good energy, good vibe, and just wonderful people there. Um, definitely recommend it for uh, veterans in the area. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us for thank that. You. And yeah. our event for 2022, Lisa Kay, do oh you have the God. date yet already? It's November the 15th. November oh. the 15th, 2022. <laughs> yes. We will have our, our fourth <laughs> annual Veterans Appreciation Event. You look great for having run that event. You know, we, yeah. I think we probably all lost a little weight just yeah. running around <laughs> trying to get it together. But yeah. we want to thank everyone for their support. You can still mm-hmm. contribute because veterans like Althea and so many others have been able to come and enjoy a delicious meal and fellowship and we bridge the private citizens and corporations Mm -hmm. with our veteran community Mm -hmm. and we also tithe to other nonprofit organizations nonprofit veteran organizations for sure in November but our monthly luncheons any surplus we tithe to other nonprofit organizations as well yes and we will have our fellowship power lunch the Mm -hmm. third Tuesday of third, every month. Third Tuesday of every month. Okay. You can find us on fellowshippowerlunch.com for the future ongoing events. Well, we thank you for joining us for Intentional Talk with Lisa Kay and Taylor. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you get your podcast. We are on Awaken Podcast Network. I also have a channel on Pray.com and on Life Network for Women. And we're talking to some new distribution partners, so you're going to find us a lot more places. We want to continue sharing beautiful stories like that about Thea and so many others. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. TV with TLC.